Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Luke chapter number 24 and verse number 49. And uh, this isn't anything new. You all, you all know this. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, apparently a spirit of infirmity come by and spoke to a bunch and kept them at the house tonight. Sometimes you wonder why you even try. And then God says, because I told you to. Verse 49, let me get my glasses on. I wonder why that's so fuzzy. Here's what Jesus said. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power... From on high. Father, I love you and I thank you for the night. Chance to be behind the desk once again and for the glory of my God. I pray you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue, preach me inside the bounds of the book. Help us, God. I'm praying, Lord, that you'd bless your word tonight and everything that's said and you people that's come. I'm praying, Lord, that we'd leave here walking a little higher, stepping a little stronger, our heads and our eyes pointed toward you, listening, God, for the sound of the trumpet. And looking for the return of our Lord. Bless God for your glory. Touch our children down at the camp tonight. Even now God during meeting. I pray you save all the lost ones. And gather them in for your glory. In Jesus name I ask it. Amen. And amen. Now this is uh, something that's uh, familiar. You Bible students. You know Jesus is about to leave. Uh, this is uh, 40 days after the resurrection uh, that he has come. He is the first fruits. We've seen the feast of unleavened bread. They've looked at him, couldn't find an impurity in him. And now, and, and about 10 days from now, Pentecost is going to take place. Now, Jesus is giving them a promise here of power of God. Those spirits that I've preached about this morning, demons, if you want to call them that, that that's what the Bible said, devils and the word means demons. It is this. There's one thing that they are subject to. And that is the power of God. They can't do a thing with it. But God can do everything with them. It doesn't matter how much they bark, growl, howl, come at you, whatever they do. doesn't make any difference. There's something that overcomes them every time. And that is this, the power of God. Now we understand that this power is in us. What power is that? That's the power of the Holy Ghost. We have no power apart upon ourselves or in ourselves. It is only by and through the power of the Holy Ghost. When the Spirit of God moves upon us and touches us and anoints us to do things, we can sing like we've never sing. We can speak to people we didn't think we could talk to. We can preach like we've never preached before. And we can share the Word of God and it'll be a benefit to those that hear it. But it only comes... If we try it in our flesh, we'll fail every time. We'll fall on our face. Somebody said, well, I'm waiting on the Spirit to move. No, that's not what God said. 
God told you to move. And he'll supply the power to do it. If they're waiting in Jericho, if they're, if they're walking around that wall, listen, if they never go out there, they never shout, they just stand back, that wall never falls. There's got to be some action and then God will do exactly what he said he'll do. Now, 10 days later from this particular time, they're gathered in the upper room and the Holy Ghost comes by. And it's like the sound of a mighty rushing wind. I often say I like to feel the wind blow. But it really wasn't a wind. It was like the sound of the wind. It was a <laughs> come through the room. And there was the sound of the wind. And it was, it was cloven tongues, which means they were divided. What did that mean? That mean it was going to give them something to speak this way and something to speak that way. They were going to speak, they were going to speak in tongues they never spoke in, a language they could never speak. And all of a sudden they heard that and they understood it, devout Jews from every nation in their own language. Wow. What was that? Demonstration of the power of God of the promise that God had made them 10 days prior. Now, he's made us some promises, but the Holy Ghost enables us to do some things. I'm going to share just a few of those with you tonight. Number one, that same power enables us to do this. It enables us to hear or to listen. When Paul, you watch this. Paul, I'm on the, I got the wrong guy in the wrong place. Uh, hey, listen, I've had Moses in the ark before. That's nothing new. Hey, here's the sad part, Brother David. Some didn't know the difference. <laughs> John the Revelator, now I've got the right guy and we're in the right place. And he's writing to the seven churches. And, and, and here's what he says to them, to every church. He that hath an ear. What, Brother Junior? What the Spirit of the Lord saith unto the churches. How does we do that? He enables us. He, Paul told us, now I've got the right guy. Paul told us in Corinthians, it's not, it, it, listen, man, we haven't heard, we hadn't seen, we hadn't heard, neither entered into the heart of man. The natural, he's speaking to the natural man. We can't get it that way, but if you've got an ear and you've got the Spirit of God on you, you can hear what God says to you. Somebody says, I never heard it. Well, you're not listening. Uh, he spoke through 66 books here. There's preaching on multitudes of radio stations. Billboards going down the road. People, Rory, holding up a sign, Jesus loves you. I mean, there's just a multitude of things happening going on. People say, I've never heard, never heard nothing about it. Don't have an ear to hear it. Not listening. People aren't listening. I mean, they used to have a commercial. They'd say when E.F. Hutton speaks, what do people do? Listen. Well, Jesus is speaking. He spoke to us in these last times. Praise God. By himself is what the Hebrew writer said. He's speaking if people just listen. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying tonight that, that God empowers us to hear supernaturally and, know, and we know every little detail. There's some things, there's some things that, 
That I don't know why. God just don't tell y'all everything all at one time, but he knows why. You may be waiting to hear something tonight, but you just keep listening. Because the Holy Ghost has given you the ability to hear what thus saith the Lord. And when, he, when you hear it, it'll register in your heart. God will speak to you and you'll know and you'll understand. You may have been confused about something for months or years even. And all of a sudden, the light comes on to a well. Praise God. Now you've heard. He not only gives us the, the, the power to listen, but here's, here's here, I think this, my, my, I, I pray the Lord help us in this. He gives us the power to learn. Learn. Brother Gary, it's a dangerous thing to not rightly divide the word of truth. Listen, I, I grew up in churches and I loved them. And them old men, here's what, they preached what they knew. They knew hell. That's what you preached on about every service. You're going to die and go to hell. Well, they convinced me of it. The Holy Ghost gave me an ear to hear that. And one day I called on the Lord. I was a little boy and said, I don't want to go to hell. And I, praise God. But he gives, us, he gives us ability to learn. And a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show thyself approved. Prior to that, that's what it says. Study to show thyself approved. There's, there's things. And look, neither can the natural, natural man know them, Paul said, because they're spiritually discerned. They're not understood by the natural man. The natural man don't understand this book. People tell me all the time, you read that old King James, that's the hardest book I ever read in my life. I said, hey, look, seventh grade reading level, how far did you go in school? How far did you go? Well, it's them these and thou's. I said, do you not, not know what that means? Well, yeah. You're striking out here, friend. I'm not seeing the difficulty in this book. Now, there's some words in this, I'll be honest. I, look, I look it up and... And you, got to, you can buy a strong concordance and understand every word in this Bible. If you want to. If you want to. But the Spirit, the power that He's given us, it enables us to do this. We learn what it is God wants us to do. We learn, I, I used this the other night, Friday night. It works good. I'll just share it real quick with you. But we, we learn how to do, listen, we learn how to walk through this. We learn how to walk. I'm watching these kids run. It, it amazes me that children can't walk. They got to run. We have a head-on collision up here every penny march. I'm just wondering which one's going down next. Why? Because they can't walk. We can't walk either unless he helps us. I can't even walk unless he's holding my hand. We learn through the scriptures. He's a light. Listen. He's a, he's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But he said when the spirit of truth has come, he shall guide you in all truth. So even though the path's lit up, I can see the path, but I really don't know how to walk until I learn how. Just like babies. Start out crawling, and then start walking. Some walk before they learn to crawl, and they bust their heads a lot of times. But we start out at one. We just—it's a, it's a pro, you know, process. 
We progress. We go from here to here. I'm still growing. I like that song. He's still working on me. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying he'll teach us how to walk. He teaches us. He, look, he teaches us how to work. We don't know how to work without him. We fail miserably in it. But it, how do we have that? How do we know how to do that? The Spirit of God guides us in that. We understand that. Now, sometimes we get a little lazy and we don't want to. But we know how. We know how. You've been in church a long time. You know how. You know, you know how to do it. You know why you're doing it. And you know, you know how you know? Because of the Spirit of God and the power of God. He's given you that ability to be able to do that. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to resurrect this message on body parts before long and preach that again because it speaks about the more uncomely parts being the most important part. You know what that is? That's the one nobody sees. Randy gave a book, was it one of your books? Rickman bestseller to the pastor's wife. She was overwhelmed. She said, nobody gives a preacher's wife nothing. She said, I'm going to pass this down to my kids. And they'll pass it to their kids. What about that? Just because you gave her a gift. What a blessing. He teaches us how and why we do it. It's not only that, that he teaches us how to walk and how to work, but here's what he teaches. Now look here. We need to get a hold of this. Let it get a hold of us. He teaches us how to worship. There's a lot to worship. And I've preached it here so much, you all got it memorized. Worship's down, praise is up. Worship down. When we come, we're, we're in a, even though we're coming to pray, it's a, it is a position of worship when we come and kneel to pray because we have got in the position where the Lord would have us be when we humble ourselves and call upon the name of the Lord. There, there. How did we know how to do that? The Spirit of God. The natural man don't know how to do that. As a matter of fact, the, the flesh is enmity with the Spirit of God. The natural man don't even want to do it. I'm not getting up there in front of anybody kneeling down on my face, calling upon the name of the Lord. But the spiritual man. I'll give you this little illustration real quick. Just come to my mind. Jeff Short was at Erlanger. I preached a, I preached a watch service at Liberty Free Will Baptist Church up there in the woods. And, uh, and this little boy, it was, it was t in the year 2000. I'll never forget it. Because it, it was about 15 minutes after midnight, 20 minutes after, something like that. And they'd finally calm down from shouting and running around and carrying on. And, uh, the praise was on that night. And uh, this little boy said, Preacher, 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 he's 12 years old. Preacher. And finally, he calmed down enough that he could hear him. He said, yes, son. And he said, the, the lights didn't go out. Remember in 2000, they expected everybody went and got water and they thought the lights was going to turn off and computers were going to shut us all down and we was all going to die. He said, the lights didn't go out. He said, no, they sure didn't. It was about three weeks later, that boy's on a four-wheeler and he wrecked and it killed him. He's 12 years old. 
and uh, thing flipped, hit a ditch, it flipped, it broke his neck, and he died. They, they rushed him to Erlanger Medical Center, flew him down there, and his mom and daddy got down there, and Jeff was outside in the, at the emergency room at Erlanger, and if any of you ever been down there, I mean, it's a busy place. It was way before COVID, and folks were packed in, run, to and fro, and they're out there in front of that place, and, and, and his mama showed up. And Jeff got to talking to her. And he said, well, if that boy don't make it, you know what's going to happen. He's going to go to heaven. She said, I don't know. And Jeff said, you ready to go to heaven? She said, well, no, I'm lost. I'm not saved. He said, well, you're not going with him. And she said, well, what do I? She said, I lied to my, I need to be saved. He said, you sure do. She said, well, what do I do? He said, let's just fall down right here and pray. She said, right here in front of all these people. He said, do you want to be saved? She stood there for a minute. She said, boy, just a bawling. She said, yeah, I, I need to be saved. He said, well, let's pray right there in front of the emergency room at Erlanger Medical Center. They fell down there on the nasty floor or the asphalt and went to praying. That woman went to weeping, crying out to God, got gloriously saved. You know what she's telling people at the funeral? I'm going to see him. How did she know that? How did she know that? The Holy Ghost, that's how we know. Praise God, he's revealed to us that we're children of God. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You have not received the spirit of bondage. There's another spirit I was trying to think of. Again, to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit, what does it do? It does what? It bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We learn. But one more thing, I'm done. Here's what it does. Here's what it does. Brother Jerry Eller, the more I see that I don't watch a lot of it anymore, I'm weaning myself off. But the more news that I see, the closer it is and the more I'm looking for the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm looking for his appearing. He's a coming back as sure as I'm standing up tonight. He's a coming back and I've heard it since I was a little boy. The coming of the Lord is near. And I'll tell you this, it's closer than today than it was yesterday. That's for sure. But there'd never been a time in the history of the world. Some guy told me, we were talking scripture one day. He said, oh, preacher. He said, they've been sickness, and the uh, bubonic plague, the black death come through, killed them people in Europe. I said, but there ain't never been a global pestilence. Not one that went from Antarctic to the Arctic. And all the way around the globe. All the way from New York to California. I said they'd never been one of them. But he said when you, these pestilence are the beginning of sorrows. And then there's never been a time in my lifetime or in the history that I can find. Watch this. Where Russia out of Ezekiel 38 has come down and beginning to press their way 
toward Israel and everybody thinks this thing's over. You know what the president of France said the other day? He said, we shouldn't be condemning Russia. Oh, really? You know, you know what that is? That's leaning toward his side. There's never been a time in the history of the world, Brother David Mitchell, where Iran was so connected with Russia. Except what Ezekiel 38 talks about, Persia. There's never been, a, these things are coming to pass quicker every day than we've ever seen. Ralph Sexton, if you didn't hear him preach at Chris Rumsfeld's Unity Revival, just look it up online. Ralph Sexton, pull that message up and listen to him. He said the doomsday clock's ticking and she's close to midnight. And I'm not saying that to scare you. If you're lost, it, it ought to strike some concern. But to us that are saved, You know what that says? Home. Home. Where are you going? I'm going home. You know what Brother Sheldon's told me the last two times I've talked to him? He'd do this. He'd say, I'm going home. I'm going home. He wasn't talking about Lantana Road. He's talking about home. How do you know that? The Spirit of God, the power of God has revealed that to us and we're looking for His coming. Are you looking? To them that look for Him shall He appear the second time without sin unto salvation. I'm a looking. I don't know when. I don't know. I know how. The trump's going to sound and we're going to rise. But I don't know when. I don't know the day than the hour. But I'm not blind. I can see the seasons. Brother Gordon said this morning in Sunday school in 1948, the fig tree bloomed, put forth a leaf. We believe that to be true. How do you believe that? By the Spirit of God and the Word of God, understanding the Word of God, the power of God that rests upon us enables us to do this, to listen, learn, and to look. We ought to be able to, we ought to be able to give an account of the reason we believe and convince others with those very things. There's one thing for sure. They're, they're leaving, whether they're going with Jesus or not. Everybody's leaving one of these days. That's how it is. It's sad, Sister Wanda, when little boys and little children are hurt. And that broke my heart tonight when you said that because my, my son and our grandson made it. Home safe. I asked Pat, I said, you heard from the boys? They made it back yet? Wasn't worried. Just wanted to know. Got a text message. Made home. Been home about 10 minutes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The road's a dangerous place. It's more dangerous now than it's ever been in the history of this nation. It's crazy people. Crazy. Crazy folks out there. One of these days, we, we can't do this, but as Verena's got on the piano and Marcus get us a song. We can't do this. But bear with me just a moment. Wouldn't it be good if we could? We know this. We know this. It won't happen this way, but we know this. We could just receive a text message.
and say, made it home. We've got a big message that says, be there soon. I'm looking for his coming. I'm waiting on a reunion day. We'll leave this thing behind us. Bless the Lord forever. He's a good God. Let's stand on our feet. You might have something you need to pray about tonight. If you do, you're welcome to come while he leads us in song. Father, I thank you for helping me tonight, Lord. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.